0: Welcome to the Gen Z Show, the
1: only show dedicated to young leaders and those who work with them to create a positive revolution that will inspire this generation to impact future generations with your host, James McLean. Welcome to the Gen Z Show. I'm your host, James McLean. Have you ever been working with young people and noticed that they really have a fixed mindset That they are not developing a growth mindset? Do you struggle with finding some ways to help them find that growth mindset? Well, you're going to want to listen to our podcast today. Watch our podcast today as I interview Kevin Palmieri. Kevin is the CEO and founder of Next Level University and a podcast called Next Level University that really helps people reach their goals in life, to reach that next level, to Find that growth mindset. We really examine it today in great detail and also discuss techniques and tips on how to help that young person overcome that fixed mindset. Because we know they can never succeed in life, never excel in life, unless they really have developed the right mindset to help them reach their goals in life. So today's interview with Kevin Palmieri is gonna be a great one and let's get right to it. Kevin, welcome to our show today. Thank you so much for agreeing to be our guest.
0: My pleasure, James. I appreciate it. I'm excited to chat and see what we can hopefully deliver to the audience in the way
1: of value. Well, you know, I I think it's so neat the way that the world kind of works together and how people who may never have run into each other at all through an online space, online communities can connect and find, uh, synergy between them and their missions and how they want to bring value to life and that's really how we connected I mentioned that in the introduction but you know it's really how we connected is is being on a podcast community website and and seeing there's some synergy there and, and reaching out to each other so thank you for for being our guest
0: today Of course I'm excited my my goal is to serve my goal is to add value and if I can say something that in any way shape or form influences or helps the younger generation i'm doing a, I'm doing a good thing.
1: Well, I do appreciate it. Now, I told our audience that you're the the, uh, founder and co-host of the Next Level University podcast, but they want to hear more about you from you. So if you don't mind, just tell them a little bit about
0: yourself. Yeah. So I am Kevin Palmieri. I am just a, a gentleman who wants to have an impact on the world. I was raised by my mom and my grandmother. I did not meet my father until I was 27 years old. So That's definitely something that has shaped me into the man that you see today. But I believe at a deep level that if there was self-improvement in my life at an earlier age, I wouldn't have had to go through many of the pains, the trials and the tribulations that I did. So that really is our goal. Our ultimate goal is to put holistic self-improvement into the pocket of every human on the planet every single day, from anywhere in the world completely for free and that is next level university in a nutshell
1: so what what inspired we tell our audience what is next level university you yep. know what it what is the value of it and what inspired you and your partner to to found this
0: so next level university is a podcast but it is also a coaching business so the podcast we do an episode every single day on wow. holistics yeah it's it's a lot it's a lot james but <laughs> That's my baby, and I'm I'm very blessed and grateful to be able to do it. Our focus is holistic self-improvement. So with our podcast, we help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. I want to be a well-rounded human being. I don't want to be quote unquote successful. I want to be fulfilled. And that's really our ultimate purpose. And I actually started this podcast under a different name. It was called Mm. the Hyper Conscious Podcast in 2017. And what happened was I made $100,000 at 26 with no college degree. I assumed that that amount of money was gonna make me super happy, super fulfilled, and it was gonna take away any of the internal things that I was dealing with. And after working really, really, really hard, I realized that for most of my life, I'd lived unconsciously. I was just kind of going through the motions. I wasn't living intentionally. And the opposite of unconscious is hyperconscious. So I started this podcast to help people raise their consciousness because I think the more aware you are, the more powerful you become. And what ended up happening, James, was when I started the podcast, I fell in love with podcasting and I fell out of love with my job. And I didn't care about my job anymore. It required a lot of traveling. I wasn't willing to do the traveling. So I start calling out of work. I start leaving the job site early. I start showing up late and it eventually got to the point where I felt so in between two worlds. I felt so stuck. I felt so trapped. I felt so just hopeless that I was sitting in a hotel room in New Jersey, six hours Mm -hmm. from where I lived. And I had 10 televisions on in my head at the same time. And every single one was on a different station. And one was saying, you're stuck here forever. Kev, if you do work up the courage to leave this job, what are your friends going to think? Because you make more money than any of your friends. What's your family going to think? You Make more money than anybody in your family. And do you really think you're going to do this podcast thing? Like, that's what we're going to do? We're going to leave this and go run with the podcast? <laughs> it, it just didn't seem very feasible at the time. And I can James, understand that that right? arg- that argument going on in your head. Makes sense. It makes sense. And in that moment, I felt that if I took my life, I would take my problems with me. And that was the darkest spot, the darkest hole I've ever been in. Luckily, I have a wonderful community and I had a great person to reach out to and he really helped me get through that. But I ended up leaving my job and then going all in in what we're doing today. And I was very broke for several years and that was it. It's I want to be the person that I needed. And a lot of the people I looked up to or the people that were into self-improvement or business, I didn't resonate with. They weren't relatable to me. So that really is my goal. I want to be a relatable person who is successful, but fulfilled and can help other people find their own unique version of that.
1: Yeah. You know, Kevin, I was thinking about when you were t- telling your story, how there are so many of us that have had to experience that awakening moment for you. It was in your late twenties for others. It may be later in life and how you're just bringing value to them, But, as as everything, I look at it from the lens of how are we going to impact youth of this. So how can the things that you guys do be a, a vehicle that to help us really change and, and and you know help youth thrive, which is our goal, is to see them accomplish everything they can do and be the best that they can be. So how how can we translate what you're teaching and stuff and put it in that framework of young people? Yeah, we actually
0: just gave a speech to eleven hundred students in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And it oh, was wow. it was seventh and eighth graders, ninth and tenth, and eleventh and twelfth graders. And one of the big things we talked about was the difference between having a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we talk about on our podcast to adults who have may they've may never heard of that. But I just imagine if you're if you're 10, if you're 12, if you're 15, if you're 19, and you hear somebody say, hey, look, I know it seems like everything is the way it is now, and it's going to be forever, but that's actually not true. You can change so much if you just practice these things, and if you just learn these things. I know we think who we are today is who we are forever, but you are very, very malleable. You are a genuinely a piece of clay that can be rolled and it can be stretched and it can be built into whatever it is you wanna be if you start early enough and you do it long enough. And another thing we talk about a lot, James, is we talk about confidence and you hear people talk a lot about confidence, but a lot of people don't understand the difference between having self-belief. So Mm -hmm. I believe that I can start a successful lemonade stand. And it's going to be great. We're going to have great lemonade. I'm going to charge 25 cents a cup. It's going to be wonderful. That's self-belief. But there's also another thing called self-worth. And that's me putting up boundaries and not allowing people to steal from my lemonade stand. And not letting people knock over my cups. Not let letting people litter around it. So there's a difference between believing you can accomplish something and setting boundaries while you accomplish something. So self-belief mm. and self-worth... I wish I understood that when I was younger. Self-worth is such a valuable thing for a young human being to understand because a lot of the decisions we're making are based on our self-worth and what do we expect, what do we accept, and what are we hoping to get with
1: our actions? Mm. I love how you led off with the mindset, um, especially the fixed versus growth mindset. The thing that I see, happening to most with youth when we talk to them about this is they do not recognize where they are in that mm-hmm. they don't either understand it or even if they understand what the concept means there's not enough uh self-realization or you know they just don't understand hey that's me i'm in a fixed mindset so if you were sitting there coaching them mm-hmm. you do group coaching with people you, you work with adults and stuff but if you were coaching a 14 year old to 16 year old or even on up to 20-year-old, hmm. how how would you help them identify the fact that they're in that fixed mindset? Don't you love these questions that just come out of nowhere like that? So.
0: <laughs> I I would go into, I would lead with a loss. So I want to find a loss that you have experienced, and I want to explore what that loss means to you. So you got a D on your your latest test. All right, cool. Let's talk about that. What does that mean to you? Well, I got a D. It means I failed. It's like, all right, go. why? Why does that mean you failed? For me, it's a lot about exploration and asking questions. So I really think of it from the aspect of what result did you get? What does that result represent to you? And now what is your new behavior because of that result? So if you assume you got a D and the next test you're going to get a D, and that means you're a D student and you're not going to be able to graduate and you're not going to be able to get into college or whatever it may be, you're creating a fixed mindset. So it's almost like I want to go in, and I wanna put a stop to the current pattern, and I wanna help you change the most recent and relevant proof that you have, what's happening is it's just an identity shift, right? When Mm -hmm. when something happens, you start to shift your identity in alignment with that new thing. So you go from, well, I was a B student to a D student because I started getting Ds. Now in my mind, I assume I'm gonna get Ds and I'm Mm. not gonna study as hard, right? So it's very much to our original point Bringing awareness to the decisions, and then bringing awareness to the thoughts we have about the the decisions
1: and the results. God, that was that's brilliant. To start, to lead with a loss, to examine something that's happened, and then come out of that. That's that's good coaching, boss. I I like that. I appreciate it. That's working time right there, folks. (laughs) Let's start a hashtag right now. If you're listening or watching, let's start a hashtag. Lead with a loss. Uh, (laughs) Hashtag lead with a loss. Because that's. That's really good because I was thinking through that. Um, there was a young individual that that I have worked with that grew up playing basketball year-round, just active, 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 got injured and was cut from his high school team before he even really had a chance to get on it. And it totally upended that young man's world. Everything mm-hmm. was affected by it, everything what was going on. And I, I was thinking – He's been fresh on my mind lately. And I was thinking when you were t- sharing that, Kevin, if we could have gone back to that point. Now this has been like four years ago, but it's still not too late to go back to that point and start to help him identify where the dominoes started to fall mm-hmm. by leaving loss. How brilliant is that? That's awesome.
0: Oh, I appreciate uh, it. I've had a lot of losses, so it's it's that's where I naturally, I it's very hard to improve after a win. I mean mm-hmm. when you're when you win something everything feels good and you don't really know what to shift. When you lose you can start pulling things out. I remember James, I'll never forget this. This was a pivotal moment in my life. I was I think I was 13 years old and I was playing in the All-Star team or on the All-Star team in Little League. And it was the last inning. I think we played 6 innings. Mm-hmm. There was runners on second and third and we were down by I think we were down by 1. And I was probably the best hitter on the team. And I was up and I was shaking in my boots. I was so afraid. And I struck out on three pitches right down the middle. Didn't I didn't swing at all. And I went home and I cried and I cried and I cried because I had a very fixed mindset. What I should have done is said, okay, I was nervous. I struck out. Beca- just because I struck out this time does not mean I'm going to strike out next time. If you look at the logic behind it, I was batting 400. I had a really good batting average. That was just one out of however many opportunities I had. But the problem is I focused on that. I think that and for all the young the young people out there understand that the the differentiator between people who make it really far and people who don't necessarily make it far it's what they do with adversity. So mm-hmm. that that gentleman who got cut from the the basketball team i think kobe bryant got cut from his basketball team too in high, in high school michael and jordan did yeah michael jordan so how do you respond to that adversity just because it happens does not mean that's the end of the road it's usually a pivot it can be a detour and that really is it it's not remember i put this quote up and again it's it's kind of a a fortune cookie quote but you can take it life is uh what is it, 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react to it.
1: And it really, at the end of the day, it is. Hmm. So if we can work with youth to help Tim, you know, look at those spots in their life where they have failed and, and kind of see, hey, I'm getting that negative thoughts. I'm, I'm, I'm pouring on the negative. I got the stinking thinking, as Mr. Ziegler used to say. I've got the stinking thinking in my head and we want to change that how do we take them? What would be your first step if you were coaching that kid, that, that basketball player who got cut? What would be your first step to helping him move towards that growth mindset? So let's get mm. some practical things here. There's a parent listening right now, and they're like, Junior's got a negative set, or there's a yeah. coach that is saying that. How do they, what's the, what's what would be some advice, uh, step one to help move them forward?
0: Yeah, I would literally make a grab a sheet of paper, draw a line down the middle on one side. I want you to write every reason you can't make another basketball team. And on the other side, I want you to write every reason why you can make another basketball team. And I want you, it's, it's very simple. It sounds oversimplified. But when you write it out, you're forcing yourself to actually come up with reasons. And you're forcing yourself to actually come up with logic. And then I want you to literally cross out all the I can'ts and then circle all the I cans, And those are the things that you're focusing on. It's the other thing too, that's interesting, James, it depends on who's around you. So on our team, we always talk about fail forward, fail forward, fail forward, Mm -hmm. fail forward. But it's very easy to fail forward when you have people around you that understand the benefits of failing forward. So I would say you have to find somebody that you trust and find somebody that you can look up to and, and feel safe around to really explore this thought, because it's very hard if you're afraid of judgment to be open to failure. That's Mm -hmm. a real challenge, especially when you're younger. We assume failure is final when it's not. So I would, I would make that list. And then I would go to a coach, or I'd go to a guidance counselor, or I'd go to a teacher or a parent, whoever it may be. And I would say, hey, I'd like to explore something with you. Uh, Am I safe to do that here?
1: That's brilliant. That, that That is really good. It's that physical act of doing that that mm-hmm. I think is really going to drive the lesson home for them. You know, we can give them all these accolades and have them watch this video, talk to them about it, fill their mind with all this great stuff. But when you actually are physically doing something like that, yeah. it is so much more powerful. I don't even think, I don't even think they realize and, 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 uh, and appreciate that that act of writing stuff down mm. um, it's bringing like I have a it into who reality writes, a friend who takes all of his notes and stuff online on through his computer and about his life and stuff and then i have another friend who writes everything down in his journal hand writes it down and they argue back and forth about which one is more effective and the one that mm. does it on computer is like always about efficiency and you know I've got it here and I can put it in the cloud. I'll never lose it and it never fades away. But the other one is talking about how that act changes him over Mm -hmm. time because he sees it and he sees it in his hand. And plus, he talks about it being a legacy that one day his kids can come and look at the notes that he wrote in his journals Mm -hmm. for years. And even if they're failing, see what their dad has done. Uh, He said, they're not going to look at my notes in a cloud. So I really. Kevin, I really love that. I really love going from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset, and and that step one on that to be able to do that. Thank uh, you, my friend. It, it's it because it's such a big deal. Um, so we're what, how,
0: Yeah, we're, we're as human beings, we're gonna fail. the 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 sooner you rebuild the relationship with failure, the the better you'll be in the long run. And I I say this during my speeches the people who are more successful than you are also bigger failures than you. You just don't mm-hmm. know it. Cause you don't see their failures. I mean, Taylor Swift is one of the most successful musicians of all time. She's failed more than anybody else. Most likely just nobody sees it. All right. Nobody sees it. it's behind the scenes. A lot of those failures and then she gets better. So understand that while failure might not seem cool, that's where all the growth is. There's a lot of growth in failure.
1: And, and, and it's where you, when you fail that you learn the skills that you need to succeed. Yeah. It's, it's when you can take a look, step back and do that analysis of it and say, that didn't work. This didn't work. That didn't work. But uh, what was it? Edison that uh, took him 10,000 tries mm-hmm. to make the light bulb. And someone yep. said, you know, hey, are you sad that it took you that long? And he said, well, I just found ten you know 10,000 ways that didn't work. Yeah. Um, and basically it was his mindset. I'm, I'm, I'm getting closer and closer to that.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love how you
1: take, took it also to the self-worth. Uh, Cause one of the things that we focus on here is, is identifying what the major issues youth are dealing with. And our audience has heard me say this. They probably are like, Oh gosh, James is about to run that stat again. But we've interviewed about 2,500 youth and almost 85% of them said in some way or another the biggest issue and problem facing them their answer was in the topic of self-image that they yeah. struggle with their identity hmm. uh, and so what you're saying is is really speaking to me here because uh, i can't work on somebody's mindset if they're looking at their life as just being a total wash you know <laughs> that I'm, I'm not worth anything so
0: it's it's so hard when you're young because you just don't have that much experience your identity i mean okay i'm 33 that's 33 years of identity versus 13 years of identity you know that's there's not a lot of room in there for experience because for the first seven years of your life you're not really understanding what's going on right so it's very important that and that's again that's why i went growth mindset first because your self-image is going to change and then Even if we talk about confidence, that's a a word that's thrown out there a lot. I'm not confident. I am confident. Confidence is a spectrum. You know, it's not something you either have or you don't have. It's to what degree do you have it? Simplest thing in the world. Ask yourself a question. Okay, I had somebody reach out to me and this person said, I want to be a speaker. Awesome. I Mm -hmm. love that. I love speaking. Cool. Let's do it. I said, on a scale of one to 10, how outside of your comfort zone is it for you to do a speech on Facebook live right now? And she said, that's a 12 out of 10. I am terrified. It's all right, we're not gonna do that. On a scale of one to 10, how outside of your comfort zone is it for you to record a video on your phone and show nobody? And she said, oh, it's like a one. All right, not enough. On a scale of one to 10, how outside of your comfort zone is it for you to record a video and send it to me only? And she said, probably like a five or a six. And I said, good, do that. A lot of us are looking at our hard no's. The hard no is getting on stage right now. That doesn't mean you can't speak in some way, shape or form. So as somebody who is younger, we have to figure out what are the fears and then what is the smallest thing we can do to face that fear. If you wanna become more confident, you have to have at least enough belief to try something new. When you try something new, you get a result. And when you get a result, you get feedback. And when you get feedback, you get a new awareness. When Mm -hmm. you get a new awareness, you can take a new action. And that cycle rinses and repeats. But if you don't have enough belief to start, You don't take any new action, you don't get a new result, it doesn't make you think about it. When you don't think about it, you don't get any new awareness, and you get stuck in this conundrum of, I could never do that because. Start at the bottom of the mountain, don't assume the first thing you do should be you climbing to the top, and that's definitely an easy, I won't say easy, but that's the lowest barrier to entry when it comes to building confidence probably
1: wow that's powerful that's powerful stuff there you know we've been talking a lot here in about what they can do what a youth can do what what a 15 year old the 20 year old 23 year old can do and yeah. so how about those who are working with them who really yeah. have a passion to see them thrive how can they help them with this cycle because um, yeah. that's that's and, and even for youth themselves you know maybe giving them the insight on what they can do to help others will in turn help them because mm. you and I both know that we have grown as individuals as we have dedicated our lives to bring value to others. Yeah. Uh-huh. People really have no idea. They think, oh gosh, you guys are just trying to do all this stuff, bringing value to others. It really is improving our lives much more than I think anyone realizes. So mm-hmm, how sure. can we help, how can we help someone who wants to do that? What, what, what are some things that we can help them with? yeah i would say the the
0: easiest thing is you're you can lend your belief to somebody else to help them make a different decision so as say say you're the adult in the room whatever that means whatever that age is in theory you're going to have more belief because you're going to have more life experience and you're going to be more competent it's up to you to do the thing that's uncomfortable to help other people do the thing that's uncomfortable so the the story i always use for that Somebody reached out to me and said, hey, I'm afraid to I'm afraid to go up to people and start conversations. And I'm in college, and everybody's having these conversations, but I just feel always left out. And I said, all right, cool. We're going to go to the mall, and we're going to start mm-hmm. conversations with strangers. Now, I led. I'm going to take you to the mall, and I'm going to go up to strangers and start conversations, and you're going to follow my lead. So that person borrowed my belief. So as the leader in the room, as the adult, it's your opportunity. I won't say it's your responsibility or your job. It's your opportunity to use your life experience to help somebody build belief. They can borrow your belief. That's one way to do it. And I think the other thing too is ask a lot of questions that help, that help the students probe and think. Mm. That's what self-awareness is. Self-awareness is questioning things and then sitting with the discomfort or the silence or whatever it is long enough to come up with an answer that helps you understand yourself at a deeper level. If you have like prompts, you know, why did you make the decision you made today? Why did you wear what you wore today? Why did you ask that question? It's going to force another layer of awareness and it's, it's a wonderful exercise so you can understand yourself at a deeper level. And when you understand yourself at a
1: deeper level, everything starts to make a little bit more sense. You know, when you said that borrowing your belief, I was reminded of the guy, of the man who does the um, coach training for the the Ziggler Corporation's certification. He's written all these coach trainings. He's written ours, and he helps uh, for our youth certification, youth coaching certification. He says that that coaching is just the transference of confidence, mm. and and that that is exactly what you're And so my first thought was when I, when you were going through that, I was like. People are going to hear us say this stuff. Hey, borrow your belief, borrow your confidence. And they're going to say, But Kevin, James, what if I don't have it? And mm. you're wanting me to help? <laughs> what am I going to do now? So, yeah. what, what's our advice to them? Fake it till you make one. it type thing? or
0: No, I, I don't like the fake it till you make it because the problem is if you don't make it, you're going to be faking it forever. So, that's mm. a dangerous game. What I do think is, there's always going to be there's always going to be somebody more confident than the other person. So no matter what, James, you are more confident in something than I am. I am more confident in something than you are. We just have to make sure that the pilot is in the seat at the right time and the co-pilot is in the right seat at the right time. So it's maybe you go to somebody else. Maybe as the leader or as the teacher or as the facilitator, you say, honestly, I have a really good idea of what to do, but I don't know if I can do it. What can I do to find somebody that will do it with me? Yeah, you can you can be the
1: connector between the belief and the lack of. That's that's another way to do it too. know, I believe in coaching processes. I believe in you know if you, that coaching is not just a free for all thing. If you're working with someone, mm-hmm. that that you really have to have a system and a process. And when you were when we were discussing this, you were saying that the very first thing that came to my mind in that in that last little segment was is that. You have to have confidence in your process if you don't have confidence in yourself. Believe in what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, so if you got certified by such and such group or, or you're basing your coaching on this principle, you believe in that. Hey, mm. I know this works. You can believe me because this. And that's that transference uh, going through as well. So for those who are listening to us and they're saying, hey, I like what you're saying. I want to help these folks. You need to find a process.
0: Yeah, it's very important because emotions, then when emotions get tied up, you can kind of work through them, Mm -hmm. right? Because you have a system. What's the system? What's the system? What do I revert to? System, system. It's a great point.
1: Yeah, and it's the same in business. So people who are very successful in business rely on systems to get Mm -hmm. themselves uh, going forward. I've owned several uh, businesses over my career, started some, and we learned very early on we had to establish systems, yeah. that are consistent, and be persistent with them. As Tom Ziegler says, you got to be PC about life. You have to have persistent consistency. Mm-hmm. Um, he tries to make a joke on that, because he's not very PC himself, so I uh, <laughs> hate going forward on that. So. <laughs> so you talked about a holistic approach. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? That's I was thinking i was thinking when you said the holistic approach i said i want to make sure i get back to that because i'm sure somebody's going to be like what does that mean is that because <laughs> you know, everybody thinks holistic they, you know it has different meanings to different people
0: yeah from my perspective is there's a lot of people out there who make a boatload of money but they take it, they take their health for granted or mm-hmm. they make a boatload of money and their relationships aren't great holistic to me means being well-rounded it means Every day, you pour into health, you pour into wealth, and you pour into love. A lot of us have really good habits around one thing, one aspect of life, but not necessarily all of them. So the same habits I have for business, I have for fitness. And the same habits I have for fitness, I have for my relationship, where every single day, I have a checklist where it has health, it has wealth, and it has love. So every day, I'm pouring into health, wealth, and love because I don't want to end up 15 years down the road and have a very successful business, but burn my relationship and my body to the ground. So holistic to me means well-rounded. It means success by fulfillment instead of success as a monetary figure or a relationship a kind of metric. Figure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's so, well-rounded. So being a well-rounded,
1: fulfilled human being. You know, that is a principle. I think uh, sometimes teachers and especially current teachers and uh, parents are missing w- as they're working with young people growing up is they focus on one thing hey let's make sure that they are yeah. you know academically ready or athletically ready and they don't look at it from a whole uh sense you know of, of what's going on so yeah uh, and it just shakes some people up you know to, to it's kind it's of get, hard
0: to it's hard to lead where you haven't been. And I don't, I don't mean that in any negative way, but I mean, I'm, I go to, I try to go to the gym five times a week, right? Uh, we have 26 department or 24 departments in our business and I'm married and it's very hard to grow all three of those at the same time. It's, it's so challenging to do that. But I also know that if I was to lose one of those three, I wouldn't be fulfilled. Mm -hmm. And that's why we, we try to lead by example. We don't do seven episodes a week cause I want to, we do seven episodes a week cause there's seven days in the week. If there's another day we'll be doing another episode, but I want to lead by example. It's, it's important to lead by example. So it's almost one of those things where if you are a parent and your your primary objective was to get into a good school and get a good job, you're not focused on the other things necessarily. Maybe you haven't got to that point in your life where you had a health scare and you say, wow, I really need to take my health more seriously. Or maybe you haven't got to the point where your relationship is strained. You say, wow, I'm I'm kind of taking this for granted. I haven't been pouring into this bucket. I just think it's it's either a lack of awareness or a lack of implementation, depending on
1: the the situation. I think we're hitting on too what we just what I just alluded to a while ago, uh, how much, you know, we grow when we're working with people. We grow because we're realizing these principles, and it kind of gives us a time for a self-assessment as mm-hmm. well. So, you know, those who are working with youth, you're right. You know, it's like the stereotypical uh, PE teacher that's significantly overweight. I mean, what's mm-hmm. up with that? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you gotta, you gotta, gotta practice what you preach in certain aspects of it, or, or there's not going to be validity in what you're saying at all.
0: Yeah. In in order to influence somebody, more often than not, you have to you have to have the result Mm -hmm. there. You know, if, if I jumped on here and you and I were talking about podcasting and I was like, yeah, I have two episodes. I, I know, I know what's going on. That's not going to influence you, but I have 1175 episodes. Right there. You've been there, done that a little bit. Yeah. I've been there, done that. And again, there's always room for improvement, but I have the result that most podcasters want. Hence people will follow me more. That's, that's Mm -hmm. all it is. So, yeah, it, it's very important. It's just very important to understand that if you
1: aren't practicing it, it's very hard to teach it. Mm. There's so many uh, truth bonds we've been dropping here today. I hope <laughs> folks are taking notes as much as I am. Hey, if you're looking online, look at my notes there. See, you can see my <laughs> notes. There. I, I am practicing what I'm telling you to do. Yes. Take notes, uh, quite a bit on there as it's going forward. I love these principles that we've talked about. I love the things that are going through here to help you thrive to help them get to the next level. I'm going uh, to kind of pick your brain on this one and say, it's, you know, your, your tagline is helping folks get to the next level in life. What mm. would you say to a 17 year old is that next level in their life? Mm. I know that's kind of a weird out of the box question, but it was staring me in the face here and I thought, well, that's a question I want to <laughs> ask Let's see where that one goes.
0: It's probably a 17 year old. It's probably more confident more competent, and more clear about what the next step in their life is going to look like. That's what I would say.
1: Man, you, there's some thing, there's some taglines that we use when we're doing <laughs> stuff that you're just like echoing. And the fact that we just <laughs> met, that's just really cool to me. I'm kind of getting geeked out over here. No, I like
0: it. Like I, I dig it. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. We're on the same wavelength, James, you and I.
1: What are the questions, when we have guest hosts, when I have uh, some of the youth th- question, the one question they always like to ask, and so I'm going to ask it for them, is what is the greatest piece of advice you have ever been given? Mm. Two things. One,
0: big things start very small. So the things that we look up to and the things that influence us and the apps and the stores and the commercials and the actors and the actresses and everything at one point nobody knew about them at all that i like that that's super important to understand because things take time that's part one part two is many of us assume where we are today is where we are forever and we assume where someone else is today is where they were forever when in reality we all start from the same place that is such a valuable thing for me because I could look at where I am and say, wow, we're successful podcasters, blah, blah, blah. Five years ago, I started with zero episodes just like everybody else. So, I can also lose sight of somebody who's 15 years ahead, but it's an important to understand 10 years ago, they were
1: where we are. That perspective is, is very key for me. That is very good, Kevin. I love that. How can our, I hope the audience is excited and geeking out about this stuff as I am. How can our audience connect with you and and learn more about what you do and and take advantage of some of the things that you have to offer?
0: Yeah, I always send people to the podcast, so it's always free. There's no ads. There's none of that. Uh, You can find it at any of the podcast platforms on YouTube as well. Just search Next Level University. James was kind enough to put up the website, nextleveluniverse.com. If you want to reach out to me, if you have any questions, if you need anything, my name is Kevin Palmieri on Facebook and LinkedIn, and my handle is at Never Quit Kid on Instagram. So anything you need, please do not ever hesitate to send a message my way.
1: And what are some of the things that you can that you offer people of all ages, not just youth, but of, and of all ages and all different levels of their life?
0: Yeah. So we have everything from, we have a free course on the website. We have a paid course on the website. We do one-on-one coaching where it's anything from mindset to high level business. I have a podcast service company where we help podcasters. We have live events. We have retreats. We have, you name it, there is a, an opportunity for you to get better. And there's most likely a way that we can help you do it.
1: Mm, I love that. What's your free class about?
0: Uh, Our free course is on the, it's called the next level five to thrive, where we broke down the five things that we thought were the most important fundamentals and said, all right, honestly, we were going to charge for it. It was going to be a paid course. And we said, "Eh, let's just, let's just give it away. It's an hour and a half of us in our podcast studio. There's worksheets, there's cutscenes. There's, you know,
1: there's a bunch of stuff that Mm -hmm. goes with it too. Very valuable. It's a very valuable course. And I say that. Do you notice what he did, audience? You know that's how he dropped that there's five things, but he didn't tell you what those five mm-hmm. things were. Yeah, there you go. So that's good, folks. That, that's the that's the hook to bring you drawing in. So <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. So Kevin, thank you for, for being a part of our show uh today. Listening to audience, everything, all his links and everything are gonna be in show notes. So obviously, if you're on YouTube, just look straight down and there's a whole bunch of stuff that you can just do the clicks on. If you're listening, Go whatever app you have. You can also find those links there. Everything is going to be there. His social media links, the links to this site, uh, direct links to his podcast on on YouTube will be there as well. Kevin, thank you. Uh, I love how the stars align. I love how God providentially puts people in my direction. This has been this has been a thon for me, and I, I really <laughs> like this.
0: I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thank you for introducing me to the audience, and thank you to everybody out
1: there listening. I appreciate it. And for our audience, thank you guys for sticking with us to the end of the show. Listen, somebody that you know really needs to hear this message today. So please like and share and comment on this. And we'll see you again next week on our show. Thank you for joining us on the Gen Z Show and being a part of our community. Please subscribe to our channels on YouTube and on your favorite podcast app. Follow us, too, on Instagram and Facebook to get weekly updates. Until our next show, have a blessed day.